This is the one. This is it. This is the fucking podcast of all podcasts. It's the motherfucking Holy Grail. It's like, it's like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I think that we'd be shocked if we walked through some of our schools today from USA Today. Today's schools are cursed by an increase in swearing with language that would stand a sailor's hair on end. In a recent poll of high school principals, 89% said they face profane language every day. How sad, Jack. Our teenagers. You are now listening to the world's stupidest podcast ever. <laughs> This is the GTFOH podcast. We have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Hey, fuck Walmart. I just want to say that. Attention all Walmart shoppers, associates, and managers. My name is Shauna from Cap2, and I just want to come on here and say Henry is a racist, stinky prick. Giovanna is racist. Elias is a prick of a manager. This company fires black associates for no reason. This company treats their employees like shit, especially Cap2 and Jimmy from Sporting Goods, Joseph the cashier, Larry from Garden Center. You are all perverts. And I hope you don't talk to your daughters the way you talk to me. Shout out to Ariel, fucking love you for getting me this job a year ago when I needed it most. Fuck the managers, fuck this company, fuck this position, and fuck that big lazy bitch, Chris Price. I fucking quit. I'm out. Yeah, that's how you do it right there. Line them all up. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool, and fuck you, my mouth. She said, fuck that fat lazy bitch, Chris Price. You know what's why? Fuck your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Hello. Mad aggression to start it off. That's how we do it. Fuck Walmart as a staff, a crew, a record label, a whole organization. My goodness gracious. <laughs> ah, that's the energy in the world right now. That's why I had to set it off just like that. I just that's the energy that's going on in the world. That girl in Texas quitting her job in Walmart over the PA system is the energy that I feel coming off of the planet right now, radiating. I mean, especially off the United States right now, but in general, the whole planet has just got that energy, that fuck you, you're a stinky prick <laughs> energy. Golly. Welcome to the GTFOH podcast, episode number 35. My name is Recognized. My friends call me Rec. It's Billboard Baggins if you're nerdy, but it could also be Billy Baggins if you're nasty. It could be both also. Let me just state for the record because I haven't said this before. It could 1000% be both. It really is both. The choice is yours. I leave the choice up to you. Um, I am a shell of a human being right now. I'm not even really here. I'm half the man I used to be. I am um, <clears throat> recovering from a stomach virus from hell. <laughs> I took my kids to play next door and uh, they, they ran into a couple of kids uh, since the pandemic, we haven't really been, they haven't been fraternizing with other kids, just each other mostly. Um, 
just like a select couple of kids. So they don't really get exposed to kids a lot. And we they played in the neighborhood for a real little brief moment. It was really quick. And they gave like, they, they looked at one kid's bike with him. And then they played with this other kid who was like maybe seven. No, they didn't even play with him. We just got caught in the rain. We went under this little clubhouse canopy. And he handed this kid his basketball, his football. That was it. And I don't know what happened, but somewhere around there, my son, Corbin, contracted some sort of stomach bug, some stomach virus that day and a half later had him vomiting up and it was just not pretty. And then a day and a half later, my other son, Calvin, got it. And then a day and a half later on my wife's birthday, I got it. And then a day and a half, no, a day after my wife, no, a day and a half later, actually, yeah, it was just about the same spacing of time. My wife got it. My whole entire family fell by the wayside of this stomach virus like some sort of fucked up B-grade alien movie. This shit was just taking us all out one by one by one. It was fucking terrible. Um, so I'm not fully recovered from that yet. I haven't gotten uh, the right amount of sleep uh, because my kids bounced back before us. So we were taking, you know, we were trading off uh, while the kids were, you know, help because the kids are healthy now. They're jumping around like nothing ever happened. And me and my wife, you know, we're older and we're just, you know, advanced. So we're both like, what the fuck just happened? This is bullshit. Oh, my God, my back. And the kids are doing fucking back handsprings and shit. So it's fucked up out here. And then, not to mention the worst timing, after my wife's birthday, what what lines up? What is this week? You might have said election week, but remember, on this show, it is supposed to be no religion, no politics, so I wouldn't have prefaced it like that. I would say it's pressure point release week. Yeah. Pressure point release week. It is my album release, long awaited. I've been working on these Meridian EPs for quite some time now. When do we start these? I don't even remember what the first when the first one dropped. Uh, but we've been working on them for a while, and we've led up to this album release. So now all the EPs that you've heard me talk about in previous episodes will disappear Friday night uh, at midnight, and uh, when the clock strikes Friday, basically those EPs will disappear and pressure point the album will exist and it's going to have four new tracks you haven't heard before skits and a whole new arrangement whole new runtime and all that so pressure point it finally drops november 6th uh at midnight so when you hear this you'll have maybe a day day and a half uh to pre-order a still a copy if you want to get a physical copy strangemusicinc.net head over there you can get a pre-order copy with a t-shirt a signed booklet the cd itself uh, decal and a pre-order track that is exclusive to that physical package uh, so yeah and i just hope you guys enjoy the album so when you hear this uh if you haven't already please uh prepare yourself or just if it's if it's after november 6th just go ahead and bump the new pressure point album but uh, i just couldn't take this week off i couldn't i didn't want to skip this episode i didn't want i I'm, i have a live stream event tomorrow on patreon i have a twitch live stream countdown event on thursday and then i'm doing friday night live on patreon so i'm just like I, this is not the week to take a break you know like so i i don't my recovery is kind of on hold i'm like just kind of eking by as best i can next week on friday night after i finish my live stream i'm going to turn every machine off in this studio and close my eyes for like 48 hours um i think that's that's what i need before i can continue because i still have a mayday album to finish but hey man it's 
I'm just trying to do the things. Um, the elephant in the room or the elephant and the donkey in the room or whatever. Of course, um, it is election night in America. I'm going to pause my uh, normal no religion, no politics just for a brief little moment just to say it is election night. I don't know. At the current time of me recording this, the, the polls still haven't closed and I don't know what's going on. Um, I, I haven't seen any preliminaries. I don't know anything. Um, and all I could say is I was leading up to this election. I was feeling very nihilistic, but, um, I did feel towards the end that like, I'd rather participate and, and put a vote down for what I feel rather than not participate at all and just let them feel like they could do whatever they want. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, ah, uh, so I did put my vote in. Hey, I got my sticker and all that shit. Hey, yay for you. You're, you're a change maker. And after that, after this election, it's all done. Everyone can go back to pretending like they're paying attention, but not really. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, election night in America. I guess I, I just had to mention it because it's a fucking thing, you know. It's just going to be a thing. I'm going I'm to be up tonight working on all kinds of stuff. And I'll be peeping at the news and seeing what's going on just to, for the sport of it. Um, you know, I'm not one of those people that's like scared of the civil war or fucking i think people are overly dramatic and super super hyped up by social media like and and mass media in general mainstream media i just think everybody's overwired in this pandemic age where we've been inside too much we've been cut off from like our social interactions more we're masked up like it's we're in the apocalypse and then we're watching the news which is just feeding us like constant paranoia fear you know all that so i just try to take deep breath and just you know let it roll i'm, I'm looking at history and i don't know I, i'm just i don't know what to tell you uh, people often try to ask me like for opinions and shit like stuff on stuff like this and i the older i get the the more i feel like i'm just not i can't keep up with it all i'm trying to my best but i'm just doing what i do i'm an artist i don't know you know i got my opinions and if we ever get to break bread over the over a dinner table or a bar somewhere hey man i'm happy to talk about it with you that'd be great but am i going to jump on this podcast which is like full of fuck jokes or on my instagram and turn it into some sort of like shouting match with people in the comments over something that i, I just i don't know this is not for me I, I don't have the strength man when my kids get older and they go to school hey man i might i might have all the tenacity to get online and be like this is what i feel and we need to argue about it right now but Father of three-year-old, about to be three-year-old twins that just all had a family that just all had a stomach virus uh, for like a week. No, uh, I can't do it. I'll be, I cast my vote and leave me the fuck alone. How about that? All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyways, just to give you the backstory on that intro there, uh, that was a Walmart in Texas uh, who lost an employee in spectacular fashion. Her name was Shayna Ragland. Uh, she shared her resignation on TikTok, of course. And indeed, uh, the, insti the entire store, which was in Lubbock, Texas. Shout out to Lubbock, Texas. Um, yeah, she she gave a very fucking passionate <laughs> goodbye. Uh, Giovanna is racist. Elias is a prick of a manager. This company fires black associates for no reason. This company treats their employees like shit, especially Cap 2. I don't know what Cap 2 is. I guess it's like a department. Uh, oh, okay, here we go. Cap 2, for the record, unloads stocks from trucks and stacks the shelves. Uh, damn, okay. Damn, she was in Cap 2? She a gangsta-ass bitch. Uh, Jimmy from Sporting Goods. Joseph the cashier. Larry from Garden Center. <laughs> I'm sorry. No matter how hard 
your like Jerry Maguire-esque like who's coming with me speech is, when you have to say Larry from Garden Center, it just all falls apart. It just all, you're like, yo, this is the fucking bullshit revolution. We need to get, you know, we need to put more employees together. Hey, you know what I'm talking about? Larry from Garden Center. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, you're all perverts and I hope you don't talk to your daughters the way you talk to me. Goddamn. Let me find out. Larry from Garden Center is on some dirty shit. Pato Sucio. Um, Alright, well, yes. Uh, there it is. That's the way to quit, folks. So if you're feeling that energy, it's on TikTok. Um, look up Walmart or something. Shana, Shana S-H-A-N-A, Q-U-I-A-P-O. And her video has been viewed like three million times plus. Um, pretty fucking epic. I wish I could have quit a job like that when I was younger. I didn't I didn't have the balls for that though. I'm too British, too polite, stupid. I didn't have the fucking I didn't have it. I didn't have the cones for that, you know? Um but anyways, whatever, man. Fuck it. It's election night in America. Yeah. What are they doing? They're doing projections on CNN, they're taking polls on Fox, and I'm just wondering if anybody's out here trying to spare me a little bit of head. Lines. At 11 pay more at the grocer, but getting less will tell you how to get the most. The fuck are you doing? We need to acknowledge an unfortunate mistake that I made and one of the teases we bring to you before this program. While we were live just after 10 o'clock, I said a word that many people find offensive. I'm truly sorry. It was a mistake on my part, and I sincerely apologize. Yeah, you should apologize, all right? The fuck? <laughs> Man, I'm feeling kind of loopy and delirious for somebody who's fucking dying on the inside. <laughs> Uh, I think it's I think they finally they they finally done their job and I by them I mean them. They broke me. I no longer am a human being. But fuck it though, we're here, right? Uh well, it could be worse. I could be San Diego and I could have uh installed some controversial smart street lights and then realized that I was too stupid to turn them off. <laughs> The San Diego Police Department stopped using the city's smart streetlights last month, but here's the problem. The cameras, they're still fucking on, and they're still recording. After the city council blocked funding for the controversial program this summer, Mayor Kevin Falconer ordered his staff to cut off access to the network. He was responding to criticism from both <clears throat> elected officials and activists who've been advocating for a surveillance ordinance and privacy advers adversary commission Ad advisory commission on september 9th the public safety and livable neighborhoods committee yeah was set to consider a four-year contract with Ubukula, Ubiquila, which is a florida-based company that owns the underlying technology but officials pulled that agreement at the last minute the mayor's directive went out the same day oof Turning off the cameras would also have forced hundreds of streetlights to go dark because the two rely on the same power supply. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's not very smart, is it? That's kind of stupid. Can you imagine if they're like, oh yeah, you can get Google Home, but when you punch it in you know, and set it up to your network, if you ever decide you want to turn it off, it's going to kill every light in your house. <laughs> oh, well, that's fucking stupid as fuck. I don't want that. That's fucking not Google Home at all. 
Alexa, fuck you. Um, <laughs> in the end, uh, Ubiquila removed the city's credentials and cut the service layer to the devices. It was the closest the company could come to flipping an off switch. Uh, the company was hesitant to do any new work for San Diego until the city forked over the money it already owed them for the, pro- for the program. The proposed agreement with Ubiquila includes seven hundred and seventy-one thousand dollars and four hundred. I don't know. I don't even know how to say numbers. Seven hundred and seventy-one thousand four hundred and eighty dollars for the company's services in the last fiscal year. Uh, so San Diego owed them some money, and they were like, "And now you want us to do what? Man, fuck you." Um, September 14th, a manager in the sustainability department circled back to Ubiquila and requested that the company reduce the retention time of the footage to zero. They declined. So there's a bunch of footage there they got. What a mess. What's, what's wrong with these people? This this is this definitely a San Diego article. It is long and boring as hell. Um, and I don't mean that as a diss to San Diego. I just mean like it's a city article. Like they're very interested and invested in what's going on here. But city council seemed like they fucked up. Uh, if you're going to get smart lights, you might want to make sure that they're smart enough to do what the fuck you want them to do. And turning them off would be one of those things you might want to do at some point. Uh, this is where Cyberdyne comes in and wins, people. I don't know if you're familiar with the Terminator saga, but this is how it starts. All right. Somebody comes up with some wild idea, smart street lights or whatever that don't shut off. And all of a sudden it's a fucking robot apocalypse. All right. Singularity. We've approached, we've approached a goddamn singularity here, folks. All right. Um, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Oh man. It's going to be, a, it's going to be a long week. man. It's going to be a long week. It's going to be a long life. It's going to be a long Four years. I don't even know. Um, hey, man. What, what were we doing? We were doing flights to nowhere before. We did uh, airlines that want to sell you food that when you're not on the fucking plane anymore. They want to sell you airline food like in the grocery store. Now we back. We got some more flight news. All right. Two American Airlines passengers were booted from a flight after one allegedly tried sneaking into first class where she tried to hide. You might think there's a couple places she might be able to hide. The bathroom, I guess, could be possible one. Maybe she hide in the like little closet or something. No, no. Uh, she tried to hide under the uh, her other friend's seat for the duration of the entire trip. Get the fuck out of here! Now, I mean, if you think about it, the first class seats are kind of big too. If you really think about it. like, but still, even first class seats being as oversized as they are, I don't think you could justifiably hide under one of those for the duration of a whole flight and not have a fucking flight attendant peep what the fuck was going on i'm just saying um that's like some cartoon shit uh the story which was originally shared on flyer talk by a fellow passenger flyer talk that's a website i never even heard of that uh concerns an american airlines flight schedule from to depart from dallas to miami a on october 30th the flight was already delayed due to an incident with a catering truck the witness claims when a woman from coach came into the first class section to speak with a friend uh it was a uh, it's like that scene in bridesmaids where she's like help me i'm poor um the witness alleges that the woman from coach then attempted to crouch down and hide in the footwell of her friend's seat directly underneath the television display <laughs> Apparently, the plan was for this woman's friend to remain there the entire flight as it's something they thought would drive viewers to their YouTube channel. Right. Flight attendants soon noticed an, un- <laughs> noticed an empty seat in coach where the prankster passenger should have been. 
Others in that her section allegedly told the crew that the woman had walked into first class. The crew then made an announcement asking the woman to return to her seat, after which she allegedly emerged from her hiding spot, uh, while the rest of the section was said to be crucifying her for causing an additional delay, and then tried to return to coach. Oh, she did it before the plane took off. No. The captain instead flagged the incident as a security issue and the plane returned to the gate so the passengers could be removed from the flight. No. Damn. Major fail. The witness, however, claims that the woman became incensed upon learning that she was being kicked off and allegedly removed her mask to start screaming that she's being disrespected, did nothing wrong, she paid good money for her ticket, and that she has a child waiting at home for her. Bitch, if you have a child waiting at home for you, what the fuck are you doing trying to hide under a seat in first class? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Trying to get home to my kid. If you're trying to get home to your kid, you get on the flight, go to the seat that's on your ticket, sit in it for the duration of the flight, unless you have to get up and go to the bathroom, get off the flight, catch an Uber home, and then be home with your kid. All right? You're not trying to drive views to your YouTube channel. Please like and subscribe. Fuck you. Uh, eventually, police show up to drag her off, according to the witness's account. In the meantime, another passenger and coach starts to cuss out a flight attendant because of the delay, and the police drag him off. Damn. You get off the flight, and you get off the flight, and you get off the flight. <laughs> that's a flight to be on. A representative for American Airlines later confirmed an incident which matches up with the witness's description. Um, law enforcement met the aircraft at the gate and the two passengers exited the aircraft and the flight departed shortly after. What was the vibe on that plane like after they took off? Like after all those delays? Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, there's, I can only imagine the tension must have been palpable. Do you think they offered free drinks? Uh, that's my go-to always i'm always like but I'm, with the pandemic now i think they're offering drinks again on the last couple flights i was on but uh you know today i just that's my thing. i always go like damn that there was a fucked up situation for me that so i get a jack daniels right it's, right i mean come on it's only right let's go hit me with alcohol no come on get the fuck out of here all these rules god all these rules on plane. Now they say you can't even bring alcohol on your plane anymore. You can't bring your own, your own joint. You used to be able to bring them in a Ziploc bag, and now they're saying like, you you can't because I, I guess they figured out either people were getting too smashed on their own accord, or they realized that they were losing money by letting you bring booze onto the plane. I don't know. Anyways, uh, where are we going next? We're going to yeah. Doesn't say where we're going, yeah. I don't know where we're going, yeah. I don't know where we're going, but I will tell you this. It's a fucking doozy. Um, a woman named Jenna Evans. She was dreaming about some bad guys uh, that appeared when she was on a high-speed train that was racing down the tracks. <gasps> Sounds like a Christopher Nolan movie. Dum, 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 dum. Um, she had her fiancé by her side. The way that she could protect her 2.4 carat diamond engagement ring was to swallow it. So that's exactly what she did. She popped it off, put it in her mouth, and swallowed it with a glass of water. Then she woke up. She was dreaming. The whole thing was a dream. Uh, uh, she realized just after noticing her engagement ring was no longer on her finger. She sleeps with her engagement ring on? Who sleeps with her fucking rings on? Y'all sleep with y'all rings on? I can't do that. 
I just have a wedding ring. That's all. I don't wear any jewelry other than that. But I, I can't, I can't be wearing that. I can't even wear my Apple Watch to sleep. That shit just feels weird, man. It feels unnatural. Um, so, yeah, she, um, this girl Jenna Evans wrote, when she woke up in the morning, there was no ring on my finger. I couldn't help but laugh at it. All right. And then I had to wake my fiance up and tell him that I had swallowed my engagement ring. Evans also went to an urgent clinic where doctors decided against letting the ring uh, naturally pass through the 29-year-old system and instead referred her to a gastroenterologist who performed an upper endo- endo- endoscopy, endoscopy uh, which is the insertion of a small camera and device down the patient's throat. Evans mentioned in her post that she began to cry as she was having the fear she would die during the procedure and wouldn't be able to get married to her fiancé. <laughs> I'm wondering, the way they worded that, I'm like, is it was she worried about dying? Or was she worried that she wasn't going to get married to her fiance? Because that would be, come on, girls. Come on, ladies. Tell me that ain't some true shit. Tell me that ain't some real shit. Women who are obsessed with marriage and getting married and the idea that they've been carrying around since they were, you know, young children. It's pretty fucking severe. The idea of not like making it to that fucking altar. Uh, she, uh, She quoted, she was quoted as saying, I waited a long time for that damn engagement ring and I will marry Bobby Howell, damn it. Best quote ever. However, doctors found the engagement ring in Evans's intestine just beyond her stomach. And then the next quote just says, Bobby finally gave me my ring back this morning. Hey, what did he do? How did he get it? Uh, I promise not to swallow it again. Hey, whoa, go on. You guys are going to get married. Don't cut him off so early. And we're still getting married and all is right in the world. I don't know if she's been in the world recently, but... Uh, Uh, They had planned to get married in May of 2020, so I'm guessing that that didn't happen. Uh, And she's grateful that everybody can laugh about it because it truly is just a very funny story. Get the fuck out of here! Yes, yes, it was hilarious. It was so funny. Remember that time? Babe, babe, remember that time that I uh, swallowed my two-and-a-half-carat engagement ring? Wasn't that hilarious? Hilarious, babe. It was amazing. So glad we married. I love you. I love you. Um, (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing, guys. I just just feel so loopy lately, man. Can you blame me, though? Can you blame me? Can you blame me? Man, I'm just, I'm telling you, I just got to make it to Saturday. I just got to make it to, technically, I just got to make it to Friday night, Saturday, just slightly around midnight. Um, And then I can just chill. It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. Um, Yeah. Shout out to Paul Reed, Mi Familia, for sending that one in. Thank you, Paul. We appreciate you. You always have a very uh, interesting batch of stories to send our way. And we appreciate that shit at the GTFOH podcast. We appreciate it greatly. So I hope you enjoyed the feature. Um, it's going down out here, folks. They're boarding out. Build. They're boarding up the, the the businesses, the buildings. It's I'm 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 seeing parades, trains, all kinds of stuff. It's crazy. I like you know I'm not gonna obviously going to detail, but I'm in the thick of it here, folks. If uh, I don't know, I don't know if I'm in a great location or a poor location for the possible civil war that's going to break out. I don't know. Um, I guess I could always just swim the other direction. Doesn't sound like it's going to be fun, but it's it's an option. Uh, well, anyways, you know, fuck it. Uh, let's see what's going on in our uh, our backyard. And now, because of this show, I'd, I'd like to say that it's also your backyard. Our backyard is now your backyard. So you should just 
get on the floor. Okay, so I think you should use this idea for your flooring Florida segment and get the out out of here. So I came up with get on the Florida because when the cops come arrest you with their handcuffs, they're like, get on the floor so that they can put the handcuffs on. And since it's about Florida and all the crazy stuff that happens there, which is usually involved with the cops, so get on the Florida is Florida. And also get on Florida. I mean, get on the floor. So I think you should use it because I'm smart. Get on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, folks. Let's start with some good Florida news for a change. Can we do that? Can we do that? You know what I mean? We do some good things here, too. You know, we have positive things happen here, too. We like we we you know, what I mean, we, we do good stuff. And it might it might it might be to be, you know, covering up for a huge previous error. But we do good things. Um, which leads me to my first story. <laughs> the Florida mansion where Jeffrey Epstein is said to have sexually abused underage girls will be demolished by a local real estate developer. The developer's name is Todd Michael Glazer. He sounds lovely. Uh, he told the Wall Street Journal he signed a contract with Epstein's estate to buy the dead pedophile's waterfront be Palm Beach property, which went on the market for $21.995 million in July. $22 million. God damn. The deal is set to close next month, after which Glazer said he plans to raise, and they spelled raise in this article wrong for some reason, raise the property and replace it with a new home. Oh, is that, is that right then? Raise? R-A-Z-E? I feel like this show is showing you guys that I'm stupid. Oh, it is. That's a word. Damn. Fuck, I'm an idiot. Guys, don't judge me. Please just don't judge me. Raise. R-A-Z-E. If, if, you, if you also didn't know that that meant to completely demolish a building, just say, hey, man, don't worry, Rick, it's fine. I didn't know either. My sister reads a lot of books. I'm pretty sure she knows that word. Jess, did you know that word? I'm talking to you now. This is an interactive podcast. How you doing? Uh, if you knew that word, text me right now and let me know. Yes, I knew that word because I'm a book reading badass bitch. Um, Palm Beach is going to be very happy that it's gone. I don't know why for some reason uh, <laughs> Paul Glazer or whatever, Michael Glazer, Todd Michael Glazer. Todd Michael Glazer. I don't know why he talks like this. But Palm Beach is going to be very happy that it's gone. No shit, asshole. The place is a fucking pedophilia Massage parlor, horror massage parlor, where this dude was having girls fucking rub him down and whack him off by the hundreds. No, I'm sure they look at it right now and they're like, oh, wow, such a, such a nice memory. Good old, he's a terrific guy. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Glazer wouldn't tell the newspaper how much he and his partners paid for the late financier's property, but said they received a discount. <laughs> No shit. Thanks, Todd. Uh, another person close to the deal told the journal the price was close to $18 million. Uh, okay, that's a little bit of a discount. The sprawling estate includes a main house with six bedrooms, a three-bedroom staff house, and a pool house. God damn. In July, the front gate was vandalized with the words, Gone but not forgiven, written in blood-red paint. All right. Epstein has long been accused of... Uh, luring numerous underage girls to the mansion with the promise of jobs before sexually abusing them. He was locked up on sex trafficking charges in New York when he committed suicide, allegedly, allegedly committed suicide in August 2019. Whether or not you believe that, I'll leave that one up to you. 
Uh, some of us believe that he was murdered. Some of us believe that he was left to, to kill himself and, you know, led to kill himself. And some of us on the fringe of it all believe he's still alive, a la Tupac. Um, I don't know if I buy that one personally, but I think definitely something was going on. Some foul play. This, this is not a straight up and it's not an open and shut case, Johnson. He didn't just, oh, I just, you know, nah, I'm not buying it. I, I could do a whole episode on that shit, but no. Uh, Epstein's Manhattan townhouse is still on the market. In case any of you are interested, <laughs> just an asking price of $88 million. Fuck you. $88 million dollars get on the florida golly 88 million disrespectful like what do you even do with that i don't even know how you how do you even buy that i don't i'm i wasn't made to possess a lot of money in this world i know that i just i'm just too righteous bro i'm just too you know when you just be like i don't think i was ever supposed to be like a rich person because not every rich person because i know a lot of very nice rich people but a lot of rich people are shitheads, and I'm just like, sometimes I'm convinced I'm too good of a person in my soul to be rich. You understand what I'm saying? You ever feel that way? You know? You'd be like, damn, if I was just a shithead and just kind of like, damn, just like a less good person, I would be rich. <laughs> I could have an $88 million Manhattan townhouse and a $21 million house in Palm Beach where I do things to people that are unforgivable and unspeakable. But no, I guess I'll just be me. A great person. Yeah. Get on the floor. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't trade anything to be that motherfucker. If, if, if I had to take his shoes and do what he did and be the person he was to, and, but, and, and amass that wealth, that like, that was the trade off. Like, yeah, you can be this rich or whatever, whatever. But, but then you have to be a scumbag and you, this is what you're going to do. Nah, I'm good. I'll take my, you know what I'm saying? I'll take my life. I'm happy with that. No amount of money will make me trade lives with anybody in this world. Fuck that. You just got to be happy with who you are, the life you're living. Money is, money's cool and it can be great, but also it can be, it just be the same shit. You know what I'm saying? Talk to anybody who's had a significant amount of money at one time and they could tell you that you you think it's going to solve a lot more shit than it really solves. Once those problems that you have by money are solved, you get a whole bunch of other problems. I don't know. Fuck do I know. I'm just here to say that Jeffrey Epstein's mansion is going to be demolished. Let's keep it fucking moving. Where are we going next? Get on the floor. <laughs> a 50-year-old man has filed a lawsuit after wildlife officials say he was mauled by a captive black leopard in a backyard animal enclosure in South Florida. A Dwight Turner is the man's name. He paid $150 for a full contact experience with a black leopard. Who the fuck wants a full contact experience with a black leopard? <laughs> Man, like you could maybe want a full contact experience with a black stripper in South Florida. You know what I'm saying? That maybe, you know what I'm saying? I, I got a few people that listen to the show that I know would be down to pay $150 for that. But a black leopard, I'm good on that. I mean, I'll have like a Tiger King experience with a black leopard. Like, you know, you have you have them chained up and I just go by and I say, oh, cool. I'll pet them. And man, I bet, you know, fucking that bitch Carol Baskin's going to hate me for this or whatever. But I don't want a full con. I don't want to play with the shit. Uh, the full contact experience is exactly that, though. It allows you to play with the black leopard, rub its belly and take some pictures. Ew. 
a report by the Florida the Florida Fish <laughs> I can talk Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission in my defense that's a mouthful uh, whoever the fuck those people are they said the incident happened August 31st in Davie uh, which is near Fort Lauderdale uh, the agency charged the owner with allowing full contact which, uh, with an extremely dangerous animal and was cited for maintaining captive wildlife in an unsafe condition uh, WPLG reports that Turner is now suing the owner of the leopard. Damn! What the fuck? He's like, what the... <laughs> that leopard went leopard. Like, he just did what he was supposed to do. How, how are you going to sue him? Like, oh, man. Wow. That's America for you. Uh, if I was a judge, I'd be like, you, you, you paid $150 to have a full contact experience with a black leopard? Hey, check this out, my man. You had a full contact experience with a black leopard. What the fuck did you expect to happen? Get on the floor <laughs> According to the International Union for Conservation of Nature's Red List of Threatened Species, leopards are classified as critically endangered and the black cats are very rare, which is why some people want full fucking contact. Uh, the man was attacked as soon as he entered the leopard's enclosure. The injuries were so severe that his scalp was hanging from his head and his right ear was torn in half. Uh, make him say, uh, nah, 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 I'm not going in that enclosure. He required multiple surgeries. Uh, he went for the jugular, took Turner's head in its mouth, and um, the ear was pretty much removed, which is why he's suing. Fuck it, all right, take it, I take back everything I said. Even though it's stupid and I asked for it and I pay $150, if that happened to me, I'll sue this fucker too. Fuck it, because uh, that sounds terrible. But at the same time, I hope the judge does really turn it around on this dude and say, Hey, um, sir, uh, come on, can you come here, approach the bench? Uh, yeah, fuck you. Um, <laughs> uh, shout out to, uh, this was a double submission. The first ever we've had on the show. One time for a double submission. Two of our GTF waitress out there in the world both thought this story was riveting. It was my guy Norm, uh, big Norm, who hates me to say his full name, so I won't. And my guy, Denny Gagne, the stat man, French for win. You both sent me this story. Like, damn near, almost very sim very close to one another. Um, so shout out to both of you guys. You guys are the shit. Uh, what else we got? Get on the floor. <laughs> oh, I love this. Yes, new places, new places. Hercules, Hercules, new places. Fernandina Beach. That's a place. Fernandina Beach. Fernandina Beach. Oh, I'm going to Fernanda Beach. Fernandina. Fernandina Beach. I don't even know how to say this shit. It's like Fernandina, Fernandina Beach, Florida. A 15-year-old was taken into custody Sunday after crashing an SUV into a swimming pool at a home on East Wind Drive. The sheriff's office said the crash happened shortly after 1 a.m. Sunday. The 15-year-old driver, who does not have a license, spoiler alert, tried to get away on foot, but a deputy and a canine caught up with him and arrested him. Oof, I bet that was unfortunately painful. Deputies said the SUV had two teenage passengers inside. No one was injured in the crash, deputy said, but two homeowners had damage from the crash. Man, uh, that's tough. Yeah, he must have been dr soaking wet. Soaking wet running around back there trying to fucking, oh man. Crash the SUV. Basically, like, you know those Florida, they call them Florida rooms, where it's like a backyard over a pool and it's all screened screened in? He crashed through one of those and crashed right into a pool. And there's just the SUV just sitting in these people's pool. God damn. That's a short one. But I just wanted to talk about it real quick to say, 
Uh, hey, to be young, to be young. Remember when we used to do dumb shit when we were younger? Remember those good old days? Crashing SUVs into people's pools? Nah, I, I never did anything that crazy, but... Uh, hey, leave it to Fernandina and the Beach. <laughs> Fernandina. Fernandina Beach. I really just wanted to talk about this so I could post this picture on Instagram. That's it. Sorry and shit. Get on the floor. <laughs> Alright, I got one more for you guys. Investigators are looking into a heist that took place last Thursday at a Kissimmee exotic pet store where at least one thief took 50 birds and two monkeys. All right, this is some Orlando shit for you. One suspect was caught on camera breaking into HSL Animal Paradise by making a hole in the back of the store, walking into a room, and unplugging the security cameras. Like, Ocean's Eleven in this bitch. The store owner, Hilda Matthew, told authorities she didn't notice anything wrong until later Friday morning when opening the store... Suspect stole 50 birds and two monkeys and a partridge in a pear tree. Uh, those animals were valued at about $60,000. Goddamn. On top of that, there's also evidence that uh, the suspect violently handled the animals as feathers were found spread through the store. Yeah, nah, I mean, nah, he was just gonna be like, hey guys, how you doing? You're gonna be coming with me now. Let's all just calmly leave. Nah, he, man, he ran in there like, it's a jack move, motherfuckers. Um, Feathers were everywhere, everywhere there, and one bird was discovered dead. Damn, that bird tried to be a hero. Wow, anyone with information on the stolen exotic animals is asked to call Crime Line at 1-800-423-TIPS. What do we learn here today, folks? Don't be a hero. If somebody comes in and is trying to steal your friends, you just got to let it go. Otherwise, you could be that dead bird. You know, RIP to that bird. Rest in peace to that bird. I want answers. 1-800-423-TIPS if you have any information uh, on who broke into Animal Paradise in Kissimmee because this is bullshit. You know how the world, the world is crazy enough. We don't need 50 birds, two monkeys missing, or there are also feathers everywhere, and one dead bird. Come on. I need fucking answers. God damn it. Um, thank you for taking another trip to the one and only Florida. Uh... It's always a pleasure taking you through this crazy, crazy place of ours. Um, I know the world's crazy, like I said, and I know that I'm losing my mind this week, amongst many others. But there is a silver lining, folks. There is solace. No matter what happens in this election, no matter what unrest might occur in humanity, no matter what happens with my physical and mental health, there is a voice that we can all look to, all right? There is there is guidance. But something tells me that it's not going to be the guidance I was thinking it was going to be this week. Let's go and find out exactly what it's going to be. You'll recognize it's uh, Spencer here, biggest fan. Uh, I've seen every single episode of the podcast. Hey, you recognize Spencer here, a longtime caller. I've been calling him for years. My two spins. It's my two spins. Oh, you got an opinion? Well, you can't have it, because it's my two spins. Spins, yeah. What's up, everyone? I am back. Uh, We have so much we could talk about this week. We might know the election results as of this airing. My guess is that we do, uh, but it's possible we don't. 
Um, it's also possible that I'm in a really bad mood, maybe. Uh, hopefully not. But in better news, um, fucking 58, the new Mayday EP, just surprise dropped out of nowhere. Um, I'm recording this literally right after listening to it, and uh, man, I'll just say, I'm sweating, okay? I'm sweating. I... I am moist, okay? I'll probably, <laughs> I'll probably um, have a full review for y'all next week. Uh, I already got the thing on repeat, so, you know. Um, and on Friday, Pressure Point, the full album will be dropping. I think we're going to be doing some shit on Twitch on Thursday night. Uh, maybe Rec can figure out a way to let me call in. Maybe through Discord. Maybe we could have, a, like, a live reaction. Yeah, maybe. Something to think about. Rec. Uh, but either way, tune in with us for that. Um, Rec is starting his professional Twitch streaming career, so uh, help us get that going. But this week, I all actually uh, have a request for you, the listener. These past few EP releases, we, over in the Wrecking Crew, have been trying to get Anthony Mellon Fantano to do a review of a Recognize release. Um, so far, he has not. If you're not familiar with Fantano, he is an extremely popular music commentator who has significantly helped launch some people's careers. He has over 2 million subs on YouTube, he streams on Twitch, all that stuff. He did review Tech 9 Something Else, which had Fragile on it. Um, now, he did not like that album, but he did specifically comment how much he liked Fragile, said it was one of the standout tracks, had it listed as like one of the favorites. Um, though, he doesn't say anything about Mayday's contribution to it, so, you know. Um, the best part of the song, in my opinion, but whatever, you know, whatever, whatever. The point is, um, I think Fantano would dig Pressure Point. It would be great exposure for the album and for Wreck, and I just think it'd be really cool to have Fantano review it. And I'm asking that you personally get involved with this cause and join the Wrecking Crew's mission. Now, we don't want to do anything questionable, you know, we don't want to be using a spam bot to send a million requests or anything like that, but if each one of us makes one request to Fantano to review Pressure Point, I think we could make it happen, right? Um, he might be reminded of all the other requests we made throughout this year, too, about Rec, and think, geez, okay, I, I guess I should check this guy out. Um, some of us can point out, hey, you know, he's on that song Fragile with Tech 9 that you liked, yada yada, you know, it's worth a try, right? And it's a free way for you to help an artist who deserves it. So, uh, the way you can make a request to Fantano is by going to theneedledrop.com slash contact. You can also Google Fantano contact and it will come up. Uh, try to spread out your request a little bit so that everyone isn't doing it like on Wednesday, right when the episode drops, right? Um, let's try to have a consistent flow of requests the next week. Um, it's definitely okay if you request after the album drops. I think a little bit of before and after is probably good. Uh, so yeah, thank you everyone who helps out. Let's try to make it happen. I'll see you all on Twitch on Thursday night. Have a good rest of your week. Yeah. It's good to have you back, Spence. We missed you. I, I thought you were going to hit us this this week with some of Peace to Me's theology because I thought it was about time for that. We need that in this world right now. But, nah, I'm glad you came in light. You know, you just came in and just kind of, you know, warmed us up a little bit with a little Spencer... Sh uh, Spencer... <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was just going to say. A Spence handshake is what I was trying to say. Uh, Spencer shake. I don't know what that is, but, hey, a Spencer shake. That's a thing now. Um, But, uh, yeah... Anthony Fantano is a huge music reviewer that has been um, fucking doing his thing for Mad Long on YouTube and uh, has a Twitch uh, channel now and it's pretty fucking popular in the music community. People do go to him to check for new music and uh, he reviews a fuck ton of music. He's super like busy. He's the internet's music. What is it? The <laughs> music's internet. What is <laughs> God damn. 
He's internet's music busiest nerd. No, he's internet. <laughs> Yo, he's the internet's busiest music nerd. There it is. God, man. And check, please. I'm out of here. Um, yeah, that would be great. If you guys could send, go to the needledrop.com and uh, send Anthony Fantano a request to review Pressure Point our new goal in life not to be like crazy badgering or harassing this guy but i would love for him to review my album and maybe he doesn't like it hey who knows maybe he does but i would love uh, for one of my projects to make it on his channel i'm a fan of his reviews and his content uh, so i'd be honored to be on there and i would love to see what he thinks of my music hopefully he likes it uh if not i'll keep it moving but i'll i'd appreciate the review either way because i'm down um, so yeah, and then I think another way that he also takes requests too, I think also is the comment section in his other reviews. So if you go to his YouTube channel and look at the last like three or four videos that he's released, if you go to those comments and we bomb those comments a little bit with requests, hey, would you check out Recognize His Pressure Point album? I think that's also a good way to do it. Uh, so appreciate that, Spence. That's a good idea. I appreciate the nod and the suggestion to all the folks out there. And um, I'm glad you're enjoying the new Mayday EP. I hope everyone out there enjoys it as well and um it's minute to midnight 58 it's streaming now everywhere so please remember to go check that out and um man spence good to hear back from you dude um i think i think we have a good breakdown this week from our resident stat man nonetheless so uh let's go to this week's breakdown what up wreck yeah been going through the crate and heard the Better Things Rough demo. Okay. I'm hoping you can break down how the original Rough demo ended up being changed so much for the album version. I do like the album version better, but interested in the process that took it there and if there's any backstory behind the, the song. Uh, thanks again. Statman out. Hey, what up, Denny? Uh, that's a good one. I'm glad you asked that one. And not for nothing, but Better Things is the perfect vibe we need for tonight all right uh for you know november 3rd into november 4th uh we need we need this vibe all right we need you know better things are going to come along for 2020 in general we just better things will come along all right so he's talking about a song that has two different versions um an album the version that actually ended up making it to the album and a version that i later released in the crates uh on patreon so i'm going to play you guys a snippet of each just so you can see the difference between the two and then i'll break down for you why there is a difference um in general yeah better things okay year 2002 18 wondering what the fuck i'm gonna do witty pretty potent with the modern machinations and i ain't really getting help with college applications shit i like the rhyme and i want to battle or two down at the pack with the crew the kid from Broward can do yeah he got a few filler lines by now that flip it up thing he's probably used like a million times but he's got punches and energy to swing through the enemy assumptions Shit, now he's going national, Times Square face-off Beat the competition for the cage match payoff 25k, shit, I'm still a teenager Everything around now starts to seem major Work on your album, young rack Shelf before I rap, what the fuck did I expect? I took it with a smile, I'll be in the waiting room, cuzzo Waiting for the luck, though, to go for the gusto Sharpening my tools in a pool full of pride Will you pull or you die, cause it's true suicide When you beat yourself up to be polite, right? Trying to get up in the bright lights Like trying to find a spot on the throne with a seven king Sometimes it's kind of hard trying to find a better thing. We get up every day for the chase Wait, Wait. let me see what's the stake Make dollars just to live, make dollars out of habit It's all subconscious, we all stack addicts We get up every day for the chase Wait, Wait. let me see what's the stake 
me see what's a stake They say money isn't everything But I'm sure the more you have makes for some better things We've been searching for some purpose And I know you may not find it on your own Just raise your head up if you get fed up Cause we both know better things will come along Running in place with bad habits back before the cynics Alright, so that was the original version that I recorded, the rough demo that never was actually officially released. And here's what the final album version sounds like. Yeah. Better things. Okay, year 2002. 18, wondering what the fuck I'm gonna do. Witty, pretty potent with the modern machinations. And I ain't really getting help with college applications. Shit, I like the rhyme. And I want a battle or two. Down at the pack with the crew, the kid from Broward can do. Yeah, he got a few filler lines. By now, that flip it up thing, he's probably used like a million times. But he's got punches and energy to swing through the enemy assumptions. Shit, now he's going national. Times Square face off. Beat the competition for the cage match payoff. 25K, shit, I'm still a teenager. Everything around now starts to seem major. Work on your album, young racker. Shelf before I rap, what the fuck did I expect? I took it with a smile. I'll be in the waiting room, cuzzo. Waiting for the luck, though, to go for the gusto. Sharpening my tools in a pool full of pride. When you pull or you die, cause it's true suicide. When you beat yourself up to be polite, right? Trying to get up in the bright lights Like trying to find a spot on the throne with the seven kings Sometimes it's kind of hard trying to find a better thing We get up every day for the chase Wait, let me see what's the stake Make dollars just to live, make dollars out of habit It's all subconscious, we all stack addicts We get up every day for the chase Wait, let me see what's the stake They say money isn't everything But I'm sure the more you have makes for some better things Yeah. All right. So that is Better Things. It's produced by Beatnik and K Salam. Uh, it's off of the War Within album. Now, that first version that you heard was a demo I cut off of a beat that they sent me amongst a few other beats. Uh, a bunch of other beats and some of those ended up being on the album uh typical was also produced by beat nick and k salam um there was one other one that they did on that album if i'm not mistaken uh can't be alone was also done by them one of my favorite records um so they've done they've done a bunch of stuff for me over a few albums and um when when i went to tell them i wanted to get this track they had sold it already that's what happened so they had sold the beat and they were like, yo, man, we f feel bad. You know, we're sorry that we gave you this, even though it ended up getting lifted out, you know, by someone else after. And I never heard who released it. I think it was an artist that Talib Kweli had or something like that. I can't remember the artist's name. I don't even know if they told me, but um, I never heard the, who, who did what with the track, but I couldn't get the track. So what, 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 what was lucky for me is that Beatnik and K-Salam are supremely good at remixing. Um, they've done a ton of reggae remixes, a ton of hip-hop remixes over the years, and they offered to remix the track for me. So they took the vocals that I did for that original beat, and they remixed it and made a whole brand new track, which is what you hear as the final track on The War Within. Um, and normally, I don't like doing things like that because, um, you know, I wrote the verse and the, everything to the specific beat. 
But I knew they were so good at remixing that I was like, yo, let's give it a crack. I didn't want to lose the record. I love the vibe and the message of the song. So I was like, let's try it. They gave me the beat back and I was like, yo, this is dope. And I love the horns and the hook. It was almost more soulful in a way. And then um, the way that I did the hook fully in the rough version didn't really fit over the new music. So I was like, all right, now I got to just retool up the new hook a little bit and kind of that outro part has some parts that the rough version didn't have in it so um so yeah i changed up the vibe on it and and in the end result i was happier with it i did really love that original beat but uh in when it was all said and done and now when i look back and compare the two i really love that hook section a lot and it grew on me a lot and i like the way that the track ended up finally but yeah denny to answer your question it was uh the beat was sold that was it i i had the beat from the producers for a while i wrote to it and by the time i checked in with them and told them i wanted to purchase the beat it was gone already um and then so we they remixed it for me luckily otherwise you might never you might you might never have heard that track um so shout out to beatnik and k salam super talented brothers that remixed that track and saved it so you could hear it on the war within uh and 2020 i think it it low-key could be the theme song for 2020 uh fucking better things will come along all right um so thank you for the breakdown request denny gagne as always appreciate you my brother um all right well yeah it's been real guys 35 um i can't go on you know the possible eve of the apocalypse uh without checking in with y'all and seeing what's good let me see if anybody's out there on the lines let's do a line yo rick this is a uh, rich dutch boy yeah man oh today was such a wonderful great day Every time I find out there's a new podcast, it's like, oh, this is such a fucking great day. But yeah, today was the new dropout of um, Minute to Midnight. Damn, what a great, great AP, man. Um, I got so many questions, but so little time. But I um, got an idea for a segment, and you have your boy Ritz, R-I-T-T-Z. Shout out to Ritz, picture perfect, yeah. But anyway, he uh, uh, posted two or three albums that really inspired him back in the days or that just were like bangers to just bump with, you know? So I was thinking for maybe you can tell us a little bit more about you know, what were you bumping? What what was your like banger or inspiring song or track or album um, that you liked? Hey, what's up, Rich Dutch boy? Good to hear from you, man. Hope you're doing well over there. I hope everything's cool. And I'm I'm glad to hear you're excited when the show drops like that. And I'm glad to hear you're excited for the new Mayday drop. Um, man, I'm trying to I'm trying to spread excitement throughout the world. That is my goal here. So um I appreciate that. I'm so glad you're enjoying the show. And um I, I think you're really gonna enjoy when we come back for season two. Uh it's gonna be a lot more engaging, a lot more fun. And, I got plans. I got big plans. Um, but yeah, man, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for continuing to support the show and listening. And uh, thank you for also listening to the music above all, of course. I'm glad the new Mayday project means a lot to me. And um, this new album, I'm really enjoying making it with my brother. So I I just hope people like it. So I'm, I'm glad to hear you're enjoying it. Um, shout out to Ritz, whose brand new album Picture Perfect just dropped recently. It's fire. He's got a bunch of videos. He's got some really dope merch out there on his website. He's doing it all independent. So uh, look up Ritz and support him if you don't already. Um, and yeah, so he was talking about his favorites. I would love to hear what his his favorites are. If uh, you're asking me, Rich, for my favorites, um, man, that is a tough one. 
so much stuff. If you mean hip hop only, then I would have to go uh, some of my like classic hip hop albums that really like moved me, motivated me, inspired me uh, was De La Soul, Stakes is High, um, uh, Most Deaths, Black on Both Sides was a big album for me. Um, Ready to Die, Notorious B.I.G. was a big one for me. Obviously, the first like hip hop CD I ever owned was uh, Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style. I got that when I was 11 years old in fifth grade, and that shit changed my life. I love that album so much. Um, and uh, man, and then I mean, I I'm inspired by a few different MCs. Like heavily, Aesop Rock is one of them. His Daylight EP was like mind blowing to me. Uh, Pharaoh Monch, all his organized confusion work and his solo, all his solo records, Desire uh, especially, um, moved me and motivated me and inspired me to write. Um, and then I think if you like go outside of hip hop, uh, man, uh, definitely Dark Side of the Moon is is a is a big one. It's up there for me. <coughs> I'm a big Zeppelin fan as well. Excuse me, um, Zeppelin. I love. I love. Floyd, Pink Floyd for sure. Um, man, it's just, yeah, my parents listened to a lot of different styles of music um, when we were growing up. So we, I think like a lot of people like my age and younger, there was a lot of mixed genre going on um, more and more as time progressed. People were listening to all kinds of music rather than just one style. And then the easier it became for us to all get music, we were listening to more and more styles. So um, I listened to all kinds of music and love a bunch of it. But yeah, if you're talking about hip hop, like album banger albums, they got me motivated. Uh, if we're just talking albums, Black on Both Sides, Most Deaf, Stakes is High, De La Soul, um, a Prince Among Thieves by Prince Paul, the like hip hop album, I also found amazing. Juggernaut's Clear Blue Skies was also a big one for me. Um, Fun Crusher Plus by Company Flow. Fantastic Damage by LP. I mean, I got a ton of them. I, I could I could keep going, but those are just a few off the top of the head, man. That's I could I could talk I could wax poetic about music all night long all right so don't get me started uh but shout out to rich the dutch boy over there overseas uh much love appreciate you brother let's uh let's see who else is out there let's do another line hey rick it's tanya lopez aka witch and i'm calling to tell you how to say get the fuck out of here in espanol you say vete de aquí a la chingada or if you're really passionate you could say God damn. Okay. Shit. What up, music witch? Davina music witch. I see you. Hey, shout out to the witch, the one and only active member of our community in the wrecking crew on the patreon the discord she's in the twitch stream she comes to our shows in atlanta brings her family always shown us love since we started coming through um what's up witch thank you so what is it vete, vete la aquí la chingada something like that sounds pretty aggressive i don't know um, i'm gonna have to practice that first and foremost um and then that sounds like chingada is like a mexican term isn't it like it's very because what's crazy about spanish to me is that like it's so the dialects change so much. Like 
Nicaraguans will say something one way and then Argentinians will say it another way and then South Americans of other kinds will say it another way and Cubans will say it another way and it gets confusing trying to keep up especially in Miami we have so many different dialects here that it's tough sometimes different words can change meaning so quick uh, but all right thank you witch I appreciate that I'm gonna have to practice that because I can't that does not roll off the tongue not one bit <laughs> <laughs> that is not rolling off the tongue at all. But I appreciate the translation, and I will practice it. I'm going to try and debut that shit season two, okay? Um, that's my new goal. I got to work out, do Duolingo, and practice so I can say, <laughs> ah! All right. Um, all right. I think there's only one way to end episode 35, and it's with our weekly dose of positivity from the one and only French for win. Yo, Rick, it's your boy, Danny. I just wanted to give you a compliment on the hard-to-leave lead vocals. Sounded amazing on that track, and uh, congratulations to the the second EP. Can't wait to hear the rest. Uh, so I'm just going to get right to it. I got some gas for you. As a parent of my two daughters and two nephews and a niece, I find time to be at a premium, and I'm appreciating certain things more than I may have in my youth. I consider myself a hard-working, dedicated individual, and I strive to be my best self for my family. I've got to say that people or things I associate with have to align with what I believe to be important or share in those values. As I've gotten older, I realize that my time is no longer infinite. It's becoming very finite, and that realization has altered the way I spend it. I've noticed that good people tend to gravitate to those that exemplify the very qualities they themselves demonstrate and wish to convey. These things are something I believe we share. You are a hardworking individual, a father of two, or strives to be your best self every day and always trying to improve upon yesterday. I think that's why I've gravitated to your music and, of course, the band's music. You write about real shit, real topics, and really relatable scenarios. I guess what I'm saying is that your music is for everyone, but not everybody is ready to hear it. I can honestly relate to most every song in yours and Mayday's catalog with something that's happened in my life at some point, and that has created a strong connection to your music that will carry on throughout my days. So here it is. The real measure of your success is not in the accolades from external sources, but the love from your family who've been there since day one. Your wife, who chose to be your partner through thick and thin, and your children, which you helped create, who now look to you as their superhero. These people are your soul food. They feed you, they nourish you, they mend you, they love you. They are your measure of success. When I hear my daughter say daddy is her superhero, no other external source of success matters to me. That right there is the pinnacle. The only truth that matters. It's safe to say that you are very successful in the things that matter. So fuck the haters, they're just jealous, they don't have what you got. They only try to erode you to cut you down to their level. Don't ever let them. Gagne out. Uh, there it is. Yeah, there's no other way to end the show than with a dose of positivity and love from one and only Statman, Danny Gagne, a.k.a. French for win. Um, thank you, brother. That was beautiful. I appreciate that. I needed that in my life right now. I, I need to soak that energy in. I told you I'm going to go hard as fuck this week. It's release week. Uh, pressure point drops on Friday. So I'm going to go as hard as possible until Friday night after the Friday Night Live Patreon party. Uh, which you can join at patreon.com forward slash recognize w-r-e-k-o-n-i-z-e um and as soon as that party's over i'm gonna turn everything that has a power button on off for 48 hours and just zone out for a little bit and relax and just 
chill. So thank you for the positive energy. I'm going to need it to power through whatever happens for election night and the rest of this week for release week. And I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to Rich for calling. Dutch boy. Shout out to Witch. Rich and Witch. Uh, and Denny Gagne. And of course, my two Spence. Welcome back, brother. We missed you. And everybody in the Wrecking Crew out there and across the world that has shown me some love or listened to my music or checked out the podcast or is going to check me out on Twitch or whatever. Hey, I appreciate you. I feel your energy. I hope I'm giving you some positive energy back and let's continue uh, to exchange positive energy as much as possible. But um, also to leave a little bit of cynicism in there so we could say, get the fuck out of here. Exactly. Now play the song. It's that time again. We gotta say goodnight You know it's getting late Tomorrow is another day My friend All right, people It's time to go home Yep Losing time. We're ready to head on out. So let's go. You don't have to go home. But you can't stay here. Now you're making me mad. You're gonna make me swear. Get the fuck out of here. Finish up that beer. Arrivederci, sayonara. Get the fuck out. Ciao. Good night. Bye-bye. So long. Farewell. Get See you later, out. alligator. In a wild crocodile. Say good night. Get the fuck out. Get the, Get the fuck out of here. Get Come on, out. give me a fucking break. Can I get a refill, please? Hey, Get you. The GTFOH Podcast. Learn more at thegtfohpodcast.com. Just what the world needed one more podcast. Get the fuck out of here!